You're listening to a Squabble Box podcast. Welcome to another, welcome to episode number, well, we don't do episode numbers anymore. I tried that before, it failed miserably. <laughs> welcome to another edition of the Attack of the B-Movies podcast, starring myself, Johnny, and my good friend and co-host. James. James. So James picked our movie tonight, which turned out to be a very pleasant surprise for me. I uh, enjoyed it, and well, I'll say more about enjoying it later. It was a straight-to-video movie. Um, it's got three different names. Uh, there's Boltneck, Big Monster on Campus, and Teen Monster, right? Yeah, Teen Monster. Yep, yep. Um, It's uh, comedy horror, probably more for the teen market. It wasn't real intense. It was pretty light and pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, takes place in the high school. They're all high school kids. And it was it was kind of a modern riff on, uh, on Frankenstein. Yep. In more ways than one that uh, I didn't realize. So, James, take it away, my friend. Okay, so our our credit se- we have our credit sequence. So we have lightning, thunder. It's set in L.A. Right, we during, got all- the, during El Nino. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, not, not something I've really looked into, but hey, it is uh, useful to to know that, I guess. Um, I wonder if they pl- I wonder if they mention that because of the the storm activity and the lightning. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, but then we, you know, we we got like I was saying, thunder and lightning because you got to have that if you're doing a Frankenstein kind of a story, right? And then we get into we see this uh, this boy, a teenager, messing with his contraptions, all his uh, equipment that he uses to for his experiments, um, and he's interested in corpses and in life and bringing corpses back to life things like that and uh, which we find out more on when he when we get to the science class where very true you know, your typical science class you have all your you know your uh, equipment your bunsen burner and all that good stuff right <laughs> um reminds me of my physics class that i had but anyway <laughs> what was this what was this boy's name so i can get myself looking like an idiot out of the way Frank Stein. Right. Frank Stein. Keep in mind, I didn't realize this until he said this a few minutes ago to me, that uh, Frank Stein and Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have so, been neat. It would have been neat to find out that, to found out that their, their lineage traced back to that though. That would have been kind of neat. Like when they came over and through Ellis Island, the name changed. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, he is interested in, he's a, I believe it was a presentation he was doing. I don't really say, but that's the implication. What, um, was, it, what was it called? Heavy electron something or another? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something very sciencey that I've never heard of. Yeah. But I'm not much. a scientist. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I so know? he is, his idea is that he can, uh, well, he's reading about the living dead. I wrote down my notes, but then I can't really remember what I wrote. So I think it looks like I put bread. But anyway. <laughs> the, living, the living bread. 
<laughs> Dude, we should totally write our own independent film. I got a guy in Dallas that's a filmmaker. We should uh. totally write a pitch for Night of the Living Bread. <laughs> It'd be like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. The bre- yeah. Like loaves of bread just attacking. <laughs> Dude, we totally need to do that. <laughs> so... He is, uh, his idea is that electrical currents can connect life and death, and then he'll be able to reanimate corpses. Well, they can cause death. I, I know that. Yep. Yep. True. So then his classmates, uh, particularly Lance and Tuttle, they're, they're kind of bullies in the beginning. What I love about this time period this movie was made in is that, like, names like Lance and Tuttle were considered like, oh, that's Lance and Tuttle. You don't want to mess with them. Really? (laughs) Today I'm pushed around by a guy named Tuttle. (laughs) Not happening. (laughs) And they were were dressed in typical 90s wannabe hip-hop garb, too, most of the movie. Pretty much, yeah. So uh, they, they mock him. They don't believe that he'll be able to pull this off. And Frank's teacher, he is not convinced by his reanimation studies, which his father. Judge Reinhold. Yep. We do have a good cast here. Yeah, actually, oh, we didn't mention that. uh, Ryan, did I mention Ryan Reynolds was in this? I don't think I did. No. No, this is Ryan Reynolds, we believe, second movie. And Judge Reinhold was in this, and maybe 15 years or so after Beverly Hills Cop, and the guy looked the same. He looked a, he barely <laughs> oh, and Shelley Duvall's in this. Yeah. It was, it was, it, there were some solid actors in this. It was they had good acting. Sorry, go ahead. My bad. Okay. So then, as I was saying, Frank is interested in all that stuff, and I think at that point. There, there's a party going on that few people at the school know about. Uh, I mean, might remember Carl is invited to it. He's kind of an outcast. Yeah, he's like he's kid. he's like the out the outsider, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and we meet. We find out that we meet Frank's friend in, in between this too. I think uh, right around here. Um, so, so yeah. meet, what's his friend's name? It was uh, Jordy, right? Yeah, Jordy, they, Jordy and Frank are, they want to attend the party as well. Um, Lance and Tuttle, as a joke, invite Carl. Yep. So they're Jordy and Frank, because they want to, they're, they're trying to see if they can be popular by attending the party. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that usually works out for people, but they wanted to try it. Um, um, I can tell you firsthand, in real life, no. <laughs> um, in movies, oh boy, it's a surefire way to do it. <laughs> so yeah they uh they go to the party they're right. mooned when they you know by tuttle i believe see you don't see that anymore is it no. not, is it not politically correct anymore to moon people i guess not i mean it's it, it, it it's it's gone the way of souffle humor from like the brady bunch remember like every other episode alice was baking a souffle and the kids are running around she was worried about it falling and then like it, it, when it was quiet, she'd open it to take it out. Then it would fall. Wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, mooning has gone the same route as that. You just don't see it. <laughs> so then the doors slammed in their faces, so they're not able to really attend the party. 
unfortunately, but you know, they tried, right? Um, Carl, Carl gets in though. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then gets in a fight with Lance and Tuttle again. Mm-hmm. Lance and Tuttle. <laughs> Remember those names? Um, I don't remember if it's during the fight when he falls into the pool with no water or because he has this like I don't know what he's fighting them up. It was like a like a coat thing or something. Yeah, I don't remember. Back or whatever. But yeah. And he ends up falling into the pool and dying. Mm-hmm. Which leads to one of the funnier moments in the movie because they stuff his body and I think they have a Jeep and they stuff him in the back of the Jeep and then who shows up? Well, there's a cop saying, yeah. uh, well, good job. You guys are designated drivers. <laughs> I think Carl is drunk. They're like, oh, okay, let's just go with that. They're not going to tell him he's dead. But then they're kind of concerned that they might get caught because they could get traced back to the fact that, well... Well, the cops saw him. Yeah, and the serial killer being on the loose or was on the loose and people who have been killed by him. I think that's... I forgot about that part. That's after they tell, after, um, I want to say that's after Frank tells them about the idea of putting a brain in there. Yeah, so that's how Frank Frank becomes popular. He approaches them and says he can help by resurrecting Carl, a.k.a. Ryan Reynolds, which suddenly they're not laughing anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. They're suddenly apparently on board with this idea. Mm. As if James came up to me and said, hey, what do you got there? I'm like, a dead guy. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and James says, well, you know, based on my high school science project, I, can, I might be able to resurrect him. You want to give it a shot? <laughs> sure, what the hell? What have we got to lose? <laughs> I mean, I guess at some point you're in, it, you're in it deep enough already where it's like, well, what's another, what's another couple of layers of hell to go, th- go down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what they go they go to um they go to the dad's lab, Frank's dad's lab, right? Did, yeah. Did the father have, did Judge Reinhold have a name? It wasn't Frank Stein Sr., was it? No, it's called it's he's, he's credited as Mr. Stein. Yeah, so I guess not. I like how Ryan Reynolds is Carl O'Reilly. Uh-huh. Sounds like a porn name. So I'm sorry. So they're at the lab, and um, um, they need a brain because for some reason he's dead, and they need a new brain for him. So they find a brain in in the lab because why not? And they put the brain in Carl, and they um, they resurrect Carl, and they bring him home, and everything's cool, and the credits roll. No. Um, so the next day in high school, suddenly, suddenly Frank is friended by Lance and Tuttle. Uh, they exchanged MySpace. No, that was still before that. <laughs> um, but they see Carl come in, and Carl looks like somebody. He looks different. He's walking differently. He's confident. He remembers who he is, which is odd because it's not his brain, but he knows he's Carl. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that worked. I guess if you know, I guess if we want to go the route that there's a soul, maybe the soul's hit. I don't know. That's too deep for this podcast, mm-hmm. especially with no alcohol. <laughs> so I'm not Professor Johnny yet. Um, so Carl, so Frank kind of notices something's up, and um, 
He's trying to figure out what's going on. And it turns out that the serial killer you mentioned, uh, that's actually the brain they put in Carl. Yep. A gentleman, a gentleman by the name of Skeeter Wayne Dobbs. Now, the names in this movie, that's the only flaw with this movie to me, is who the hell picked the names? Frank Stein, I get. All the other ones? What in God's green earth were they thinking? Yeah, yeah. Well, Macy's a Macy's an all right name, the, the girl he meets. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he finds out that it's the murderer, he, he tells Carl, hey, by the way, your brain's from a murderer, which you would think at this point Carl would know that because the brain is where the memories are stored. So, mm-hmm. hmm. And the way he's acting, too, he's like, because he, he punches his dad, right, who's Richard Mole. Yeah. Uh, great ca- like, great character oh, actor. I can, I can make you basically tell him he can press charges. Right, because I think he said to his dad he was, like, getting involved with girls, and his dad didn't like that, so then he slapped him or something yeah. like that. It was something that, like, n- would never happen in high school. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I mean, I wouldn't think. I think if you had, like, his son was an out, the outsider, and I, I, I don't want to say he was gothy, but he was kind of, like, loner-ish and standoffish. I, I would think if he, he turned around and said, hey, Dad, I'm into girls, the dad would be like, oh, I think if he said he was into boys, the dad would probably be happy. Just into something. Uh, yeah. It's like, just just take a stand, kid. Um, yeah, I forgot about the part where the, he punches the dad. Uh, so, yeah, so Frank figures it out, tells him, and then they, they decide, oh, we'll keep this, a, we'll keep that you're a serial killer a secret. It's cool. Um, so at this point, we find out that Frank likes, well, it's been hinted at throughout that Frank has a crush on this girl, Macy. Mm-hmm. And um, Carl's like, hey, I'm going to help you hook up with Macy, you know. So let's let's throw a big party, which they don't have the money for. Mm-hmm. So they have a bake sale, and they raise the money. Mm-hmm. Dude, seriously, you're not going to crack that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just going to let them hang out there? <laughs> Uh, so how do they get the money? They they take it from well, the, well it's well yeah. it's it's Carl right I mean James and not James you're James <laughs> all right Frank does it, Frank doesn't do it Carl does it right he steals the he steals the homecoming dance money mm-hmm. and um they're all at the dance anyway he steals the money the dance goes on but you know it's not what it should have been I guess and uh. Tuttle and Lance and Carl get in a fight again. Not 100% why. Percent, why was, was it over? Was it because Lance and Tuttle were hitting on Andrea and then he started hitting on her? I think so. Or, or, yeah. I think it was. So uh, they get in a fight and Carl leaves with Andrea. And then Andrea is missing and no one knows where she is. So uh, Frank realizes, okay, Carl stole the money. And now he's possibly murdered Andrea. Mm-hmm. I probably should do something about this. So he goes, hey, man, I'm paraphrasing. He goes, hey, man, um, I know you stole the money. And um, where's Andrea? Because she's been missing. And Carl's like, hey, you know what? I'm having a Halloween party tonight. Why don't you come by? Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and you know, Frank's like, yeah, sounds good, man. Sure. What were we just talking about? Because I, you know, like I, you know, if I approach James and say, "Hey, man, I, I know you stole that money from that liquor store," and, um, dude, I don't know what happened to those two, uh, those 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 two dancers, but they're they've been missing. And James goes, "Hey, let's go to IHOP." I'd be like, "All right, cool." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
just gloss over it all. It's like, let's go to IHOP, my treat. Dude, you're on. <laughs> what were we talking about? Nothing? Yeah, cool. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing, right? It's like, so, um, so then um, Frank wants to go to the, the dance with Macy because they've been kind of together. They're kind of a thing. And Macy, for some reason, thinks Frank stole the money. I'm not sure why, but she thinks he stole the money. So she breaks up with him and uh, they both go to the party separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the party, Carl decides, hey, Macy, you're single. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit on you. And by hit, I mean like molests or accosts or whatever word would be relevant today for today's times. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. winds, he tries Weinsteining her. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Give me a little credit. That was pretty good. Um, so she runs into the backyard, and she just takes off. And she ends up meeting Andrea, who's alive and well, not a corpse, and not murdered. And she finds out, we find out that Andrea, who is all of, like, 16, has gotten breast implants. She was secretly getting breast implants. Now they don't really know. They don't really tell you. I don't think they really explain how or de- depict it or any, anything. But yeah. No, I mean, uh, did did Carl give her the money from the home? No, I don't think so. I'm not even sure. The part where I kind of maybe I don't remember because I dozed off and then I woke up. Or, so there's two girls talking about breast implants. That's when you fell asleep. I I, <laughs> I know I did fall asleep somewhere along the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was tired. Um, um so um. So, so Frank has an, a plan of how to – Frank wants to fix Carl and fi- try fixing all this, right? Because now we're in Act 3, and this is guy gets girl, guy loses girl. This is your typical movie layout we all know and love and make fun of but still watch. And um, Right. And I remember um, something about Carl going to this food truck because I, I think he had thought that – he was killed by the guy or something like that. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, something like that. And he's like, he pulls out a gun, but then the other guy has a gun. Yes, yes. He pulls a gun on the guy, and the guy pulls the gun on him. And um, he was going to rob the food truck guy. Yeah, yeah. And they both had guns. And then he says, if you kill me, I'll just come back stronger or something. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Which, what, line, what, what, movie, what movie was that? For? Star Wars. If you strike me down, I will come back more powerful than ever or whatever Pretty it was. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. How did we forget about that part? Ah, well, we did. Yeah, I did. I you didn't. about that. It's like, because I remember that. Because, like, that's where we, because we do have a few scenes where we have Carl you know, where he does kind of show, like... He becomes Skeeter Wayne. Yeah, and there's an idea maybe maybe that the, the serial killer personality is kind of taking over him. Mm-hmm. It's not really, it doesn't really go that far, but that's kind of hinted at, which I like that, because... Yeah. You know. It reminded me of how um, in, um, oh God, one of the first ones we did with the alien that was devolved, mm-hmm. how he took on the personalities of the other people mm-hmm. and like was becoming in a sense more human along the way. This is kind of like that where he's got that personality still there, but it's not really him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So Frank's got the plan. That's right. I forgot about the food part plan. Uh, so Frank does have a plan to fix this. Yeah. Which, 
Huh? It does involve our Halloween party, as you know, I do want to mention, because we didn't, our recording got messed up before, but I, I do want to mention that the Halloween party, I like the sets with the, you know, the guillotine. I like yeah, the yeah. And the, uh, and the, uh, now I don't forget what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> well, for those who caught James say the recording issue, the recording issue was, I didn't hit record, and we did an entire 45-minute show, and I looked up and went, uh. Yeah. So I remember to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah. And I, I, I like, I just like that scene in general. And even the Halloween funny, party was really good. Yeah. And there's a joke about a Dutch hooker, which I don't even know. Because I guess Lance thought he was dressed up as one or something or looked like he was. You know what? I got, I will say, audience, the second part, the second version, this one is better than the first one. And there were things in this one that we remembered that we didn't remember in the first one such as the food truck. Mm -hmm. Also, there's a part at the end I forgot about with Lance and Tuttle that I was going to, I was going to mention too. Um, But yeah, so that guillotine you mentioned, which is a prop guillotine, 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 tomato, tomato. (laughs) So when you use it, it breaks. Uh, No, Um, it comes in handy because the plan is that they're going to get Carl to chase, to basically Frank needs Carl to chase him. And then they're going to ambush him and knock him out. Uh, so they get in another fight with him. This time it's Lance, Tuttle, and Frank. And they all get in a fight. And uh, Carl tries to murder Tuttle, which understandable after seeing the movie and seeing Tuttle. Uh, he fails at that. And he starts chasing Frank. And um, they go upstairs. They ambush him, knock him out. And Frank uses the guillotine to remove the, the to remove um, Skeeter Wayne's Dobbs' brain. In case, yeah, I did say Skeeter Wayne Dobb before in the beginning. Um, that's the name of the serial killer. So then they transport, they put, they stuff the body back in the Jeep, brainless, and take him back to the lab. Yep. Where this time, uh, it's such a, it's, it's a great exchange between the dad, Judge Reinhold, and, uh, the kid, Frank, but it's, it's so bizarre because he's kind of like, I'm so proud of you, dad, or I'm so proud of you, kid. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, they, they, the dad doesn't think he can resurrect him with the broken quote-unquote brain. So the bet is if Frankie can resurrect him, he gets the van that the family has that he's not allowed to drive. Mm-hmm. So he wants to take it to another date. Yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. yeah. So James, if you went to your father and said, hey, I'm going to reanimate this corpse. If I can do it, can I have the van? What would your dad say to that? I'd probably say I would have to you want know, maybe see if I could actually reanimate the corpse. I guess. So, so so the fact that there's a corpse with a, with no brain wouldn't phase him at all. <laughs> uh, I mean it probably would. I mean, yeah, another thing about it. You think at that point he'd just be like, Well, we're already through the looking glass, so sure. Go for it. <laughs> Um, and it's funny because they don't really say how he transfers the brains, right? Like, there's a lot of nerve endings and stuff. You can't just like plop it in. Yeah, because but that's what he do- that's what he does. <laughs> brain transplanting is, a, I mean, it's an idea that, yeah, in theory it could work, but I don't think the the science is uh, at that point where it really would work. I want to say that's probably for the best because there's a lot of rich old guys that are like 85 that would like be like, Hey, 
go up to like some 25 year old and be like, Hey, in five years, I want, I want your body for my brain before I die. Here's millions of dollars for you to enjoy yourself before that. Uh, like I can see that being like really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's things we just shouldn't mess with. Yeah. That's what I put in my review. That might be one of them. <laughs> um, so it works and he gets the van. And this next scene, we see him backing the van out, the wife saying, how come you're giving him our, our car? And that's when he makes a comment about him, um, about Einstein not graduating math class or failing math mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. And then he just says, well, it was something between us. So apparently Shelley Duvall has no idea that they're playing with transplanting brains and resurrecting to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... It, it just doesn't seem like it. Um, yeah. So then um, we see that scene. We go to the high school, and I want to say the next scene is – it is. It's it's not Macy. It's the other one. Andrea comes walking into the school, and all the guys are staring at her because she's got her implants. And she walks past Lance and Tuttle, and they're like, oh, look at that. You know, they're doing whatever. They're doing their typical wannabe hip-hop shit. And she goes, guys, it's okay. You don't have to pretend anymore. Yeah. We, we all know. You're like Bert and Ernie. And she names like all these famous gay couples. <laughs> and they look at her for a second. She goes, it's okay. I still love you guys. And she walks off. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great because they just kind of look at each other and they're like, what? Uh, uh. I, they didn't even say anything. Um, then we see Macy who um, – gets confronted by the teacher and he's like, Hey, um, I found the homecoming money. I don't know how I didn't notice it before, but it was at the bottom of my drawer buried under stuff. So the money was there and she sees Frank, who's now in school. Oh shit. I missed a spot. We see, um, Carl bump into that, that goth girl. And they kind of just are looking at each other and, um, they become, it looks like they become an item. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then, um, Macy apologizes to Frank and says, I'm sorry. I thought you did this and everything else. And, um, starts, they start kissing and that's kind of it. It, it. It's Frankenstein with a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did like the ending uh, with it being happy. I mean, different kind of a, kind of a take on that and, yeah, generally, generally the like happy endings in a horror movie is like, well, you had a crew in nineteen, you killed the alien, and after it killed all of them except you. So hey, congratulations, you're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> after a bloodbath, this one was, you know, it was a happy ending. It was good, and I gotta tell you, my opinion is that this is a good movie. I th- I'm surprised I'd never heard of it before. Um, yeah, I, I had found it, uh, as I mentioned when our recording got messed up, uh, Comcast, uh, like for the on-demand horror, um, on that, on that section, I, I, I just scrolled down cause they have like so many on Tubi that are, that are listed like at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I found this and I'm like, well, who's this kid with the, you know, a green face and mm-hmm. he looks like Frankenstein kind of, and the title is teen monster. And I, and I, I guess at the time I, I was reminded of, you know, some of the teenage monster movies that had come out in the 50s, 50s and 60s. One of them being teenage, teenager, teenager monsters or something like that. Yeah. Teenage, teenage monsters. 
or teenage monster, not teen monster, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is what I thought you wanted to review. And I watched half of before going, I don't think this is the right movie. Nah. Um, but I thought the sets were good. I thought the cinematography was more than adequate for the type of movie it was. I mean, it, it was it had kind of dark in some places, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Some of the scenes seemed like they were dark, even if they weren't like supposed to be. But mm -hmm. the um, the acting was solid throughout. The music wasn't bad. The special effects were solid, and it was just fun. I mean, it it wasn't a very serious dark movie. It was it was nice. It was something you know light, and it was fun, and it was well done. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, it has. They, they, you know, filmmakers attempt, you know, uh, some originality. I mean, the fact that it's a serial killer instead of just your regular monster. I mean, yeah, I, I do wish they did had had more of the monster uh, kind of side before. You know, he's fully, uh, I, I guess, adjusted to his new brain. But you know, at the same time, the serial killer is kind of a, a monster in a way. So it, it works in that way too. Yeah. I mean, they could have, like you said, they could have played it a little more. I mean, it was nice that they didn't kill anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, which is odd saying that, right? Because the movie I want to do next time is the city of gold and there's people that die. Uh, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, there's a relatively high body count. Um, but yeah, I mean, Matthew Lawrence did a fine job playing Frank Stein, I thought. <clears throat> um, you know, you might have seen him in other stuff. He was actually in Miss Doubtfire before, you yeah. know, long before this. But he's been acting consistently. And um, it was, yeah, I all the, all the actors did their parts just fine, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit, Matthew Lawrence is Joey Lawrence's brother. Uh Whoa. No, okay. He's the middle brother of Andrew and Joey. Wow. I did not know that. Uh, wow. So, I mean, yeah, I'd recommend it. I mean, what did you think overall? I mean, there's not a lot of gore, but there didn't need to be. Um, but we do get some with the guillotine. And when his hair, when they're giving him a haircut, they, there's some blood on his hair. Because right. he landed in the pool, right? Uh, oh, yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say you know it's 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 decent. It's it's worth checking out. I mean, it's one of the kind of one of the better movies we read, but it's it's you know it's it's worth a watch, especially you know it's on Tubi. If you have Prime, it's on there. And I don't know if we'll ever see like behind a, the scenes a director's footage. cut Blu-ray version or something, or even just behind the scenes footage. Maybe well, no. During the credits, I think Ryan Reynolds dancing was a behind the scenes thing. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny because you did start seeing like parts of like what he would become, which I mm -hmm. thought was great. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so the writer of this movie, you know, is a guy named David Payne or Dave Payne. He's only written, he wrote Concealed Weapon, Alien Terminator, Criminal Hearts, Teen Monster, this one. Just can't get enough. Reeker and No Man's Land. What the rise of Reeker? I think I've seen No Man's Land. That might be the only other movie that I've seen that he's been involved in. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a masterpiece, but it was good. Yeah. He, he he was directing though. You know, he's directed some stuff too. 
But yeah, I'm uh, surprised he didn't do more. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I think this is uh, definitely worth a watch, and it's on lots of lots of services. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I think that's about it for this one. After I finally hit record, so that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but trust us, this one's better than the first one. The first one wasn't bad, but this this is gold. Yes, the first was like copper. Mm-hmm. It's worth a lot now, but doesn't hold the value. <laughs> In fact, this one's so good, you probably should listen more than once. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyways, I guess we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, I'm I'm John, and I'm James. And thanks for thanks for listening. Well, we'll talk to you guys later, and you know, keep uh, keep watching those B movies, and we'll keep reviewing for you. been listening to a Squabble Box podcast.